Blog Talk Radio. Life right now, your bracket's hating life right now, but 
which which of these match, uh, matchups is the most intriguing? Since that we pretty much have almost all chalk across the board here. For me, I would say Duke versus VA. Uh, the ACC. Yeah. I mean, ACC. Stuff. I think that uh, I think they split the series one and one. If I'm not correct. I may be. Right. They split the series one and one. But the, the one time that they Duke lost, you know, Zion wasn't there. So you kind of have to put an asterisk right. for that loss. Because, you know, Duke, they're, they're just a different team when Zion plays. It, it really is a different – it's yeah. night and day difference. Zion right. makes that team – Zion makes that team roll. You know, I yeah, think and that, the thing is – go ahead, sorry. I'll cut you off. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Zion yeah, so, so it's like, like, how do you prepare for Zion? You can prepare for everyone else, Cam Radish, British, right. RJ Bear. You can prepare for, but Zion's the ultimate mismatch. He's too big for, you know, a three guard and too fast for a, right. a, a four guard. It's like LeBron comparison back in the day. It's just, you don't know, it's, he's unfair. He's yeah, unfair that's a good yeah, that's the thing, brother. It's like, you know, it's. I mean, he's six seven, six eight, six seven, two eighty five, two eighty five, and this most and it's mostly muscle. That, that's a, he's a football player. He's essentially a defensive end yeah. with the mobility of a small forward who once played point guard not too long ago. That's that's just freaky, freaky out. And you know what? Yeah. I mean. He, he, I mean, they needed him against UCF for real. We'll get to that in a moment because that was easy the game of the weekend. But, I mean, what's intriguing about that matchup, we're sharing a brain here, is that it will be in Washington, D.C. That's virtually a home game almost for Virginia Tech, you know, because they're not that far from Blacksburg. And both fan bases have travel. So, you know, even though, that, even though on paper that should be a home game for Virginia Tech, a lot of Duke fans will travel as well. And oh, yeah, for sure. being that like both squads, and this is Zombie out in the first for the first matchup, Justin Robinson for Virginia Tech, the all world point guard, the do it all point guard was out. So they're both healthy mm-hmm. and they both and they both look pretty damn good coming into this game. So that would be very intriguing. I mean, and then you also gotta look at Gonzaga and Florida State. This is a rematch from last year. Oh, where Florida State just beat the brakes off of Gonzaga and and <laughs> You know, I would argue that Florida State was a better team, is a better team this year than they were last year. Definitely much deeper. Mm-hmm. They, they go 10 deep, and they all can score. Any of those guys can score in double digits at any given time. And they play defense that are long and tall. And that bothers Gonzaga. I think it's going to bother Gonzaga again. Uh, but, you know, I, I you know, if those two matchups would have treated me the most. I mean, I'll – you know, I, I don't have much faith in Virginia getting to the Final Four um, because, I mean, they struggle in the opening round game against Gardner-Webb, and, you know, it's, I don't have much faith in them as a tournament team. They, they've underachieved the last few couple of tournaments, and, you know, and who knows what will come out of the Midwest Virginia, Carolina and UK and Houston, but people sleep on Houston. Houston is very, very good, and – I don't like UK, and but uh, nothing against the players on there. But I just don't 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 like them. But 
But this that should be a hell of a game as well. That's that should go. That may be a trap actually that Houston Kentucky game because they both could score. Even though they both play pretty good defense, but that that should be good. That should be a great matchup as well. So I know, I know the Cincinnati guy. I know you probably don't like UK as well, but the Cincinnati guy, you will probably keep an eye on that game. Right. I think I think most of the time when Houston is an older team, I think they're led by like four four seniors, if I'm not correct. But you have right. an older team versus the, the Bulls, which has like they start like two sophomores, a freshman, and maybe two juniors. It's a pretty young team. Mm-hmm. They're good coach. I mean, they're really well coached. But I would take the seniors, like the leadership they have, or Houston over the ball. It's just that they play in a, a, the balls. I mean, the Houston plays in a very like weak conference. Sadly, yeah. they say it, but you know, the ACC was. I mean, <laughs> SEC was really good this year. The SEC right. was really good this year. It was top heavy, very top heavy. I was surprised. I'll be honest. I was very surprised by by surprised by Tennessee doing so well. So I was like, oh, you know, Tennessee hasn't been like a force to be reckoned with in the last. Ten years since Bruce Pearl. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, I didn't expect them to turn out this well. They they have shooters everywhere. They play really good defense zone. I think they play zone. They're just tall, mm-hmm. lanky, you know. Guys knocking down threes. It's just a really, it's a really complete team this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's you know, going back to Houston. You know, I mean, they're they were top heavy as well and everything else. But uh, I hate to throw this at you, but how about – I mean, I know you were at this point you see as much as I was. They played open around yeah. in Columbus. That's, that should have been a damn home game for them. That, and that they ended up getting the asses kicked. Yeah, they got they ended up getting the asses kicked by Iowa. I mean, by Iowa. I mean, sure, UC was up early. Then they just wore down. What is it about UC in the tournament? They've been underachieving the last few seasons. I, they had, I, to me, I they think, had no business in the Iowa. I think Meg isn't good at adjustments because when they, the first half, they did a basement. They were, you know, the defense was really good, but Mick has always been the right. coach that can never adjust. He can never adjust. Like, so when we're leading at halftime, usually, nine times out of ten, we won the game against AP, you know, all these, uh, our conference opponents. But when you have a good coach from Iowa, that makes adjustments. We get punched in the mouth, and we don't we don't know how to react. Also, we're we're missing right. leadership because we had Gary Clark, George, Jacob Evans from last year, so we we lost a lot of points. And Kyle watched three starters, so we pretty much had a pretty young team. But there's still no excuse because Nick, I mean, this year we are we're ranked. We're like 14 to six. I mean, 24 to six this year. So there's really no excuse. Right. You know what this team is young because. You know the last 30, the thirty games that we did play, we we weren't young then. So now everyone has a problem with you know the team being young now. It's always an excuse, I feel like. I mean, remember last year, year we all lost to Nevada. Oh God! Like, you guys so were up big on Nevada, and Nevada only six dudes, and you end up losing to them. Yep. Somehow blew the lead. I mean, I know Cumberland fouled out on the stupid foul he took. And that was also on Mick Corner because he didn't take him out of the game when he got his fourth foul, which yeah, I'm he, still he, scratching my head over no that. Man. But no time it's crazy. Six, you couldn't break down a team with six guys? Really? 
And that's the that has to make a problem because he can do that during in in the season because you know our our uh, conference schedule is pretty much powder puff. That's why he can get away with it. But like when it comes to big games, he doesn't know how to act because we're playing tougher opponents, more skilled opponents, <laughs> and it's like I mean at certain point, like come on, man, we're paying you the big, we're paying you good money for a reason. Right. We have to win these games. Right. Nevada. We're up 17 with, I think, 11 minutes left. There's no way he should have came back. Right, I agree with that. Absolutely that was that no was way. shocking. I saw that game too. I was in, I was like disbelieved. I was like, are you serious? And you remember what Kenyon Martin said? Like he, Kenyon was on. Was he on Colin Calhoun? Was he on uh, Undisputed? He but anyway, he, yeah, he was he was he was talking to Cal to, to Colin, and he he was mad. He's like, yo. You can wear that team with six guys that played only six guys? Really? Yeah. Why didn't they press like, them? They could have pressed them. Yeah. Wear them down. I don't understand that. I, I just don't understand that. And that that's on Cronin. So, is it safe to say that Cronin's on the hot seat? I know I don't want to spend too much time with UC, but do you think he should be on the no, hot seat going to next year? I don't think so because as long as he's winning conference championships, that's all they really care about at EC. They don't care about, all right, going to the second round, third round. We have the thing about this night for us, we are okay with being mediocre. That's mm-hmm. the calling part. As long as you do decent, we don't care. That's why Marvin Lewis was there for like, you know, 16 years. He was decent at best and kept, he right. kept you know, people in the stands. When people start losing the stands, when we start losing money, that's when they made a change. So I guess I'll have to take with that. Yeah, because he's a – and plus, McCrone's a Cincinnati guy, period. He's from the west side. Well, he and Chris, yeah, who's at Louisville. So, yeah, he's a homeboy. So, he's a he's a, he's a UC alum, too. So, um, yeah, the, he has to piss at someone's cereal in order to get fired from that gig. <laughs> so, that means he'll be around right, for a while. Bro. Yeah, but going back to – I was with this earlier, you know, Duke and UCF had to be the game of the weekend. You know, you know. Even though I picked Duke to win it all, and I'm throwing up in my mouth again saying that, UC, Central Florida should have won that game. You know, they not many they people have watched Central. They, yeah, not too many people watched Central Florida this year, and I get it. They went on TV but so many times, but that seven foot six, a legit Taco. seven foot six. Taco Fall, he is a big boy, and I think he'll end up playing on the next level when it's all said and done. But Johnny Dawkins, the coach of UCF, had a great game plan. You know, they 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 knew Duke couldn't shoot with a damn from three, so they packed the lane, and they funneled anybody who drove the lane to Taco Fall. And I know that that last foul that they got called on Taco Fall, that foul out, that was pretty much bullshit. He went, he didn't even jump. He went straight up in the air. Hands straight up in the air. Zion jumped into him, and he fouled out. Yeah, oh, I love that. That's not a hero there. But the point is, is that, you know, UCF had two shots to win it in the end. Remember, like, when that kid drove the ball? The alley the alley-oop and, he missed. and then missed the alley too. I'll be with Dawkins, who had a – otherwise had a great game. I think he scored 20 – was it 30-some points or 20-some points? I forget. Yeah. But – but yeah, I mean that was just a shame, it's, and, and you know it was sad. And, and I know the I don't know if you saw the post Johnny Dawkins post game speech in locker room that pretty much went viral, 
where the kids, the young men were crying in the locker room. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. They they literally put it out on the floor, laid it out all on the floor. But it came down to one team had Zion and the other team didn't. Right. If Tucker doesn't start out, do you think they win that game? Yes. You know why? Because when Zion missed that free throw, even if if even even if like even if Taco only had that was only his fourth foul, when he missed that free throw, Taco is getting that rebound. There's no way that uh, Barrett gets in the lane and gets and cleans up the board with little to no resistance and puts it back in. That's that wouldn't happen right. with Taco. I, I don't think that wouldn't happen with Taco. I mean, pretty much like. UCF should have won again. Even though Duke was up by eight at halftime, everyone in America figured that Duke's going to blow this team away, but UCF came back. And they balled out with a purpose. And, you know, but they just, they, they killed themselves because they, not that they made dumb mistakes, they just missed, they just missed easy shots. And I don't know if it's because the nerves got to them late in the game because with that missed all of you, that would have put them up by six instead of just by four. And right. that would have been practically game over at that point. But you know that's that's the thing. It's it's a, it's it's it's, it's a bounce here. I know they say football is a game of inches, but yo, I mean, if that shot, if that follow, especially a follow up, the follow up by by Aubrey Dawkins, he if he was a few inches further towards the right, instead of like the way he came in that caused the ball to clink and roll around. That it would have been UCF's game. That would have been that. That would have been game over, and a lot of brackets would have been busted. But anyway, props to um, UCF. And you know, I think that um, one last thing. I think that you, when, when Coach K decides to hang it up, I think the guy who he coached against Johnny Dawkins. I think that's a future Duke coach. I think that's the next coach. Yeah. I think oh, so because okay. Johnny Dawkins played for him. He played for him. He played for I Coach K. It's part of the first recruiting class of Coach K that really took the Duke program to another level. And he played, he coached on the staff after he played in the NBA for a few years for the Sixers. And, yeah, he knows he's a Dukey through, through and through. And it stands to I mean, it, 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 to me it's a no-brainer. They got to go with that. I think they're going to go with Johnny Dawkins first. That's another story for them time. But, yeah, so basically that has to, to me – Duke and UCF was the game of the weekend for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so moving on to – Go ahead. It's funny that you say that because my my, uh, Duke candidate was Brad Stevens. Imagine five years from now. He doesn't win the NBA championship. Imagine five years from now. If – he doesn't win an NBA championship. He's considered a failure right. with the Celtics. So he's like, you know what? I need to reinvent okay. myself. That's fair. About that time, he'll be about about that time he'll be about forty five. He's like, you know what? I can go to Duke. Duke was welcoming with open arms. They saw what I did at Butler with limited recruiting. Re- limited recruiting. Right. So imagine me going to an elite program. I'm going to get the best recruits. I'm going to bring in, you know. I can bring in that mentality. I know how to be a coach in the NBA. Yeah, it didn't work out. Right. But people are going to trust my system. Yeah. And what he did, Bob, and was you know, to unbelievable. Me, yeah, and that's with less resources. I mean, he's doing. He did more of less. 
And to have yeah. Butler in the back-to-back national championship games, that's impressive. And, and, and it, it, you know, even though things are, I don't want to say coming off the rails in Boston right now, I mean, that's to be expected with getting Kyrie and Irvin and, 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 um, and going to Hayward back in the lineup. But remember last season in the playoffs, they just took off. They made stars out of uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and, and Terry Rozier and company. That's because of his coaching. The man can coach. I mean, he, he's uh-huh. used to coaching. I don't want to say with spare parts, but he knows how to win with less. And so that's yeah. that, that, that's that's a good point. That's 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 a very outside the box hire, if you will. Um, yeah, not backhanded at all. Not backhanded at all. Um, so since uh, so 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 going forward, who you have coming out of the East? Well, quickly, so the East, the South, the Midwest, and the West. I, I have, like, Duke. I still have Duke um, and, 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 like, coming out of the East. I got Michigan coming out of the West. I, I think Gonzaga goes, goes down Friday night against Florida State. I have – Wow. Well, originally had, I originally had Villanova coming out of the East, but out of the South, but since they got the asses kicked. I'm going to go to Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to come out the South, and I think Carolina's out of the Midwest. Uh, so what say you, sir? I'm not, I'm not looking at a bracket right now, but I have Duke, UNC, Gonzaga, mm. and I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the last one. I think Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Gonzaga and Michigan the same bracket, yeah. I think they're in the same bracket, Michigan and uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, Michigan and Gonzaga in the same bracket. Um, yeah, but no worries. Uh, yeah, so that's so. Yeah, so basically, um, I, I some a lot of people have Purdue coming out of the South. Some people have Tennessee coming out of the South. Um, mm-hmm. But no one's feeling Virginia. <laughs> so Virginia um, is weird. They, yeah, they're a weird team. You think they're a weird squad because they play defense, can't score for them, or what? What you thinking there? I just think that like they they have a great RPI. They strength of schedule was really good. I just think that the way right. the Duke destroyed them in the ACC tournament, I was just like, there's no way they, they have any confidence going against Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, they lost twice to Duke. They they lost once in the tournament in the conference tournament to Florida State. Like Florida State playing great game against it. But I mean, but hey, Virginia though, they lost just three times. Two of them twice twice to Duke. Um I, I I just I mean, to me, they play great defense. They just can't they they're not consistent offensively, I think. I mean, yeah, I know that they scored seventy one against Garner Webb, which is like them scoring a hundred. Um <laughs> But yeah, they going six three against Oklahoma. But Oklahoma, Oregon's a tricky matchup for them. Oregon, they're playing with house money. They like they love to get up and down the court. Um, but uh, I just, yeah, I mean, it's I don't see them getting. I don't see UVA getting past out of. I can see them getting past Purdue maybe, but not Tennessee. Uh, if Tennessee beats Purdue, they're coming out of the South. All right, that's. That's 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 just what I think. Purdue, um, moving Purdue on. Did not get this year. That's a very yeah. Well, no, I'm Purdue's a very shocking. Oh. Purdue's a shocking yeah, for me this yeah, year. I, I mean, looked at that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would too. But one last thing though, before we move on to the major the baseball, I haven't been a big fan of Kansas for some reason. Uh, I think they're over. I've been. I think they're grossly been grossly overrated for the past few seasons. They they see that the, the selection committee loves to put them in the Midwest for some reason. But hey, they got they they got bounced by Auburn, so <laughs> we don't have to worry about that home cooking in Kansas City because they play in the Midwest region in Kansas City. And I just I'm I'm glad they're out. I'm I'm glad. I mean, nothing against Bill Self and the Kansas program. They got a great he's a great coach, good young man. It's just I just think they're just vastly overrated. And uh, that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. All right, baseball. Baseball, yes. So we're both in Cincinnati. We both, like, know that this is a baseball town. Before we get into picking the division winners and such, there's a vibe around the, the Cincinnati Reds, man. I mean, it's a good vibe. I mean, you got Yashio Puig. As a ringleader, right, and you got mm-hmm. like, like that, like that, like the trade that they made. First of all, I'm still amazed that they were able to unload Homer Bailey's contract. Poor suckers, the lost. That was amazing. Charges. They, 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 I know they thought they're going to use that money to parlay it to getting um, Bryce Harper and the Harper have for him. So God bless him there. But I mean, that camp and the trade, Yasiel Puig as well. You know, the goal of Joey Votto, Scooter Gannett. And company, and plus, I mean, Sonny Gray, Tanner Ward. Hey, I'm not saying that they'll be world beaters per se, but they'll be exciting for a change. And they'll be exciting, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and so that, that gives them a buzz that the Reds haven't had that in pretty in what the last five, six seasons. Oh yeah, even longer than that. It's about yeah. time we had a so, buzz. Yeah, I mean, just imagine this. We have a guy in the trade, a star who wants to be here, Yashio Puig. And uh, Mac, and it was it was interesting, man, is that both of them were on in last year's the contracts. This is a contract year for both Puig and Oh, Kim. yeah. So look for the outfielders to be raking. <laughs> I mean, to be just – to just be, like, racking in the RBIs and the hits and the home – the Paps home runs. Oh, they're right. You know, they're – yeah. Dude, you know that Joey Vaughn has to be happy about this. I mean, now he, I mean, not that head hitting was a problem for him last year, but now you have bona fide hitters and those two guys, Kemp and Puig. Yeah, and you're probably going to. Yeah. yeah, who else last year? Oh, this you remember, year? You remember last year? Say, last year we had uh, Billy Hamilton. I mean, that's a huge upgrade. Because I think Yasiel played yeah. center field this year. That was a huge upgrade for the batting. Yeah, he just couldn't get on base. Which is a shame because he had that great speed. But what was his on base? What was his batting average? Less than 200? <laughs> he was just so horrible. It was like, it's like 170. Yeah, like 170. That's yeah, that's not great. Kidding, that, that doesn't cut it. I think that hurt y'all a lot last year in terms of, like, manufacturing runs and stuff. He couldn't get on base. As fast as guy could get on base. Which which is which is a shame, but at least Votto has protection. I think Puig may be at the third and hitting the three spot. I think wait a minute. I think when maybe Votto hits the three spot, 
where he comes after him in the four spot, maybe, maybe put Kemp in there somewhere, get him some protection in the batting lineup. Um, you guys will be scoring a lot of runs. Again, it, it may not equate to much success because you got the Brewers and the Cubs in the same division within the Cardinals in the division with y'all, but at least y'all be exciting at the plate at least. <laughs> I'll give you be. that. Yeah, so. I'm actually really the excited thing is, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, the buzz is real, but I would say this. With the additions of Tanner Rourke and Sonny Gray, you know, Sonny Gray is like, I, I, and I've been back on him as a Yankee because I'm a Yankee fan. When he was a Yankee, he, he was like, he didn't pitch, he pitched scared to me. You know, he wasn't the same guy that he was in Oakland, but he was, he's only two or three seasons away from his form in Oakland, maybe two seasons away from being an all-star in Oakland, a stud in Oakland. So maybe he brings that magic with Rekindle himself here. And, then, you know, because Sonny Gray's a, he, he's an Ohio boy too, if I'm not mistaken. So this is essentially a homecoming for him. So I, I think that yeah, the pitch, I, this pitching will be improved, at least give you a chance. I think with being a smaller market, he's going to worry about all the media at him. You know, Cincinnati's a very, like, comical at the city. No one will say nothing to him while he's out. You know, I bet New York right. always got half of people. And that doesn't that, that, that mess up with your mental, your mental state and stuff like that. So I think being in, like, a, a mm-hmm. smaller city will help, will help them a lot. Like Yasiel Boy, for instance. You know, imagine being in L.A. the first six years. All you think about is partying and stuff like that. You really don't focus on your craft as much. So being in a smaller city, there's not the nightclub scene is not where it's not nearly as crazy as L.A. You're like, you know what, maybe I can, I can focus more on this, focus more on my right. baseball skills. Perhaps. And he's in a contract you. here. You know, he's going to try to he's gonna try to get that. That two hundred million. He's not gonna get three hundred million, but he's gonna try to get that two hundred million over ten years. Yeah. Because when he when he he's did on, the rest he's to on. pay that though. He did the rest to pay that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's what that's. I don't think so. Like, but to be fair, yeah. we pay Homer Bailey. If we pay Homer Bailey, we'll pay anyone at that point. <laughs> right. Good point there. I mean, we uh, because Bailey, you guys pay Bottle too. All that money. Yeah, we gave him that, that that long contract. It's like fourteen years. Mm. So there you go. So you gotta have you gotta do something, right? You you, you gotta do you gotta do something. But you know, I, you I think this now would be much improved. I think they'll be much improved. Uh, it's a matter of how the to me it comes down to how the Cubs and and Cardinals do because. Milwaukee's too damn good. I don't see them falling off anytime soon, but I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, 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 I see them very, very much improved. Speaking of which, might as well get through to the division. So, starting with, since we're in the NL Central, might as well start there. I have um, Milwaukee coming out of the Central. Carter will challenge them. and But I think Cincinnati will finish out of third or fourth in a division. And might be finished might finish as high as second if if things really click on cylinders if Chicago falls further back to the pack. And for the West, I have the Dodgers winning by default. <laughs> that's not it doesn't fair, make much competitive I thought of maybe Colorado. And back it up a little bit in the East in the East, I have Philly 
the Philadelphia Phillies for the acquisition of Bryce well, Harper. Yes, I got the win in the East. I, you know what? They were in it last year. They fell off in September, but they were in it last year. They were in the thick of it last year, I thought. And they just ran out of gas. But they got that, that star. They got that slugger. But I'll tell you one thing. If it goes south for Bryce Harper, because he's notorious for slow starts, you know. So if he gets off to a slow start in Philadelphia, that media market, oh, those fans, shit, look the hell out. But I, I have them finishing ahead of um, Atlanta. I think Atlanta would be back in the mix this year as well. I think the Mets will be improved. I, I think Washington's trending downward, and I don't know what the hell is going on in Miami. But – um, I, I, they're just, they're just doing a hot sale. They, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how Derek Jeter Company sleeps at sleeps at night. I mean, they have that fat stadium, and I know it wasn't underneath their stewardship. It was under <clears throat> excuse me, Jeffrey Loria or whatever the hell his name was who fleeced the taxpayers out of the stadium. But I mean, this is a this is an organization that's won two World Series and tore down. At, at, at like at the end of each both those seasons, following seasons, and especially after they built that nice stadium, which the taxpayer is still paying taxes on, by the way, um, they decided to tear it down again, and and they sold the team to Gloria, uh, sold the team to Jeter and company. But I just, you know, I don't I, again, I don't know what the hell is going on in there, but but I but I got um, Philly won the East. Milwaukee winning the uh, Central, L.A. winning the West, and then my two wild cards are Atlanta and Chicago. What say you, sir, in the National League? National League. I've Cincinnati. No, 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 sorry, sorry. I can have a – I've uh, Uh-oh. Completely all the time. Uh, that's all right. Then you're going in and out on me. I think Tuck has the Dodgers. Okay. Oh, I think your cell phone is going in and out, brother. Uh, That's okay. If, if you need to get to a location, uh better location, uh, just just take your time to do so. I'll just keep talking. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically, yeah. So so you got the Dodgers coming out of the West. You have, I think you said Milwaukee coming out of the Central. Is that correct? No, I have the Cubs. Oh, you got the Cubs. I got you. Got the, you got Chicago coming out the Central, and who you got coming out the East, sir? The East, man, that's tough. <laughs> I have the Mets. I have the Mets. I think the Mets are going to make some. The Mets. Wow, that's that 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 that's an outside the box pick. You know, I, the I, 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 I pick on the red. I pick on the Mets a lot. You know, not because I hate the Mets. I just think that they're like the little brother to my Yankees. You know, I, I use the, the term Mets, the Mets as an acronym for my entire team sucks. I've been saying oh, that God. for years, but wow. But 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 I know I know that's clever on my part. But um, they're gonna be improved, man. I just I just wonder with the L, NL East is tough because all four all the teams except for Miami are very competitive, and it's going to come down to the last month of the year. So that the NL East will definitely keep an eye on the NL East, man, because that's 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 very competitive division again outside of my, the Miami Marlins. So 
I, I, so do you have, I think do you have that that's a, coming out? You're talking about the AL East now? Okay, we switched to the American League. So I, I have <clears throat> in the AL East, I have Boston coming out because they still have those, that starting pitcher. Wow. Chris Sale just signed an extension, if I'm not mistaken. They still have David Price. They still have um, uh, Nathan Evaldi, Evaldi, and they they still have their closing. The bullpen was shaky, and that's the only that's 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 the Achilles heel right now. Whereas my Yankees, we're very strong in our bullpen. I mean, we got a lot of chap crying out loud, and we have like a couple of setup guys who were former closers in the bullpen. It's just that will I start in pitching be able to get to the bullpen? You know what I'm saying? Will we be able to give them at least six good innings? That's all we all all, all we need is are really five to six good innings. That's all we need from our starting pitching because we, we have a great bullpen and we got hella five hitters. It's just our starting pitching. That's what beat that's what beat us against Boston last year in the playoffs. And I I just I just don't I didn't think we got better at starting pitching, so I think it'll be more the same. So I have the Red Sox. There's one thing though about the AL East though, is that the Tampa Bay Rays. I feel pretty bad for them because they're just in the wrong damn division. They're so competitive. I mean, they won over they won any games last year. But Did they you know, really? If you were to share the yeah, they won any games last year. But they the problem is they share the division with the Red Sox and Yankees. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, just for example, if they were in the NL Central with Cleveland, they would have challenged Cleveland for the division title. That's how good the Rays were. But, again, they were just in the wrong division. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you but who do you have coming out of East right now? What, 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 uh, what now? Sorry. What was that record? Why did, why did the Yankees not address pitching this offseason? Is it because they were too worried about the salary cap? I don't know. Like the I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's no salary cap in Major League Baseball. It's like there's like a luxury tax, but you know, they're the tax. Yankees. That's what I meant. Sorry, luxury. That's what I meant. No, it's okay, but no, I mean, I'm just I'm saying they're the Yankees, though. I mean, who the hell cares about luxury tax? You freaking well, you're yeah. the freaking Yankees. I mean, come on, I'm you're the, the Steinbrenner family. Yeah. So I, I just I just don't know. I, it's just so disappointing when they decided not to upgrade and start in pitching. I was like, are you serious? And, look, I understand that there weren't many pitchers on the free agent market per se, and, you know, they couldn't really trade for one that's actually competitive. But I just – I just, yeah, it just irks me. We just don't have a starting pitching. But we got hitting. We got a bullpen. They'll at least get us to a wild card. So that's that's what I see in our Yankees future, my Yankees' future. And the Central is pretty much – this is pretty much easy. The AL Central is Cleveland. I mean, everyone else oh, in yeah. the division sucks. I mean, you got Minnesota. But, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I just – Yeah, they don't. I mean, who, I mean, who's going to knock them all? Not Minnesota and definitely not Kansas City and Detroit and the White Sox. Really? Really? So, that team is up. Those teams are terrible. Yeah. They've had this division for another yeah. five, six years. Yeah, you know, I the, just, I just. Detroit's stuck on making contract forever, ten years. For right. This year, kind of set the most stuff up for failure. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
I just, I just don't know. I, I mean, Cleveland can they they can moonwalk the way to the division title. They, I don't think they have to win over ninety games. They just come this one eighty nine, absolutely not, and whatever, and they're still winning. They, they, that division sucks. It it just sucks. Not as bad as the as the as the um, Southeast Division in the NBA Eastern Conference, where every team is under five hundred, but they stink nonetheless. Uh, and last but not least, you got the AOS. I still have Houston coming out. Houston may be coming back to the pack a little bit because they couldn't resign Keiko, but last I checked, they still have just they still have Verlander. And they still have Verlander was last you know, leg, but yes, I agree. What, what, like, uh, uh, what was that? I missed that. Sorry about that. I think Verlander, he's on his last like stretch. His last, I think he yeah. out of this year, if they want to after this year, if they if they like go deep in the players, I can see him retiring. You know, he's had a really good yeah. career, but like now he's at that stretch, man, when this is like he can either be really good or really bad. He's at that end of the road. Yeah. Dude was really good last year though. It was really yeah. good last year. Um, and, I mean, Houston to me is a lot like Boston. They can both hit and pitch. It's just that yeah. their bullpen, they're both, they're both, both their bullpens are their Achilles heel, both teams Achilles heel. But it's just a rare combination to have excellent starting pitching and even better hitting. That's what both Boston and um, Houston has, have. And speaking of which, let's get to the winners of the pennant. I have – Houston coming out Americanly. I think Houston gets back at Boston with a vengeance, but I think it'll be classic series. And I have, um, believe it or not, brace yourself. I have the Philadelphia Phillies coming out of the East again. Whoa! Of, of, of Bryce Harper, they they were competitive last year until the end. I really, I really love, I really love Philly coming out of the NL and uh, the National League, man. I really do. Wow, that's huge, man. That's huge. <laughs> so, so who do you have coming out of the in the? And who do you have coming out of the National League, by the way? National League, I have. Huh. L.A. See, I was wanting to pick L.A. They disappoint me every. Postseason. I mean, Clayton Every Kershaw. He just clams. He goes to the he turtles. He turtles, goes to the turtle show every almost every playoffs. I mean, I'm, I want to trust LA. They got the talent. They got the resources. It just then the playoffs they just fizzle out, man. They just underachieve in the playoffs the last few seasons. Yeah, I don't. And know. I, I mean, it's a good pick. I just I'm just afraid to pick him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you know how he's gonna react. You know how he's gonna be in the playoffs. We kind of know he's a all he's a he's one of the best ever of all time in the regular season. But in the playoffs, right. he shrinks in the moment. I think Boston. I think Boston goes all the way. Oh, you got Boston coming out as the American League as well. So basically, you yeah, have Boston and LA in the World Series, pretty much a re a a a, 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 a rematch of two years ago. Yeah, I have. Yeah. But I have Houston. I have Houston win it all, brother. I have Houston win it all. Wow. Just a hunch. I got Houston win it all. But I assume you have Boston win it all. If you got Boston and LA in the World Series. Boston and four. Boston and four. Wow. See, 
the Yankee fan in me has too much pride to pick them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, even though I know yeah. they'll be good, they'll be. Even though I know they'll be excellent this season, like just like they were last season, they return practically the same team. Um, and again, the Yankees did a little to upgrade the starting pitching. In Houston, they still are intact, sort of. They don't have Dallas Keuchel, um, which is going to be very huge. Um, but I, I just, I mean, the America it's going to be like last year. I think the America, whoever comes out of the American League, will win it all. The American League to me is a stronger league, and you know, I, I just, I just, yeah, I, I just don't see anybody from National League winning it. I really, I really don't. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll get you out here on this, man. This little tidbit here. We got a little time left. Um, you're about Cliff Kingsbury. Where he's going to allow the Cardinals to do? He's going to he's going to give them what you call cell phone breaks. That is so millennial of him. <laughs> and I know that young people. I mean, I, cell phone breaks. In the NFL and meetings, <laughs> that's just I, so I funny to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that millennials have short attention spans. I get it, but these are grown ass men. I, I just, it, you know, what this experiment in Arizona's got to go going to go very well or very wrong. But first was the Kingsbury yeah. hire, and now he wants to draft. Pender wants to draft Kyler Murray, the top overall pick, to fit his system. That's going to be interesting, and and well, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Josh Rosen. I'm, I'm not sure they're not going to trade him, but so much because everybody knows he's not going to be there. They don't want him. And now with cell phone breaks, that's it's going to be interesting. It's going to either go really well or terrible. There's no in between. <laughs> I mean, I thought I seen it all and heard it all. Cell phone breaks. I wow. <laughs> That's how I feel now. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm a. This is the reason why they have the number one pick. They have got to be the worst, like one of the worst franchises. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Even Cincinnati thinks that they're, they're pretty crazy. That's how crazy Arizona is. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think that he. I, I get it. You try, you're trying to be innovative and stuff like that. Try to get their play yeah. leeway. But I'm like, come on, man. This is their profession. That's like. Me, me, and you work in, and we get a cell phone break every like twenty minutes. Oh no! Yeah, that's, that's only in Arizona. Only Arizona. We'll see, man. We'll see. Hey, man, thanks a lot for joining me, man. Let's do this again, and, and uh, hope you don't lose too much in, in the instant retirement this weekend, man. Take a like. <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure, for sure. You take care now. All right, peace out. That's my guy, Joseph Fletcher, Cincinnati sports fan. And Sarah's just a sports fan, if I say. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to the Clown and Scott Burke style. Oh, see.